1: Here is your host, Charlie Wright.
2: Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio here on octalkradio.net. Today is March 13, 2015. I'm Charlie Wright and we're very pleased you've joined us today. And we're talking with Swan Global Investments out of Durango, Colorado. We have Randy Swan, President and Portfolio Manager, and Rob Swan, Chief Operating Officer and Co-Portfolio Manager. Gentlemen, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio.
3: Thanks. It's great to be here. I'm a part of your show.
2: So for our listeners today, we want to make sure that you are definitely paying attention. You're going to hear a very innovative and interesting investment strategy. It's an actively managed hedged equity investment strategy you're going to find to be very, very interesting. There are no others like it that I know of. So, gentlemen, let's begin with the background of of both of you and of Swan Global Investments.
3: Great, Charlie. I think I'll start off. This is Randy. I started out my career as a CPA working with some of the big accounting firms in the country, primarily focused on insurance companies. And so one of the things that really led to my background, in addition to being an avid investor since an early age, was really working with insurance companies and watching how they manage risk. So that was something that was really key in the development of the defined risk strategy. Rob, go ahead and tell some of your background, please.
4: Randy, I've been listening to Randy talk about his strategy for quite a few years. Um, I basically had followed along with him since 1997 when he started the strategy, and my background is in engineering. I came on in 2009 to help him execute trades, and as it turned out, my background in engineering allowed me to really apply what I had learned over the years to helping us to scale up and grow the strategy, so uh, we successfully, from the time Mm -hmm. that I've come on, have Run a strategy from fifty to one hundred accounts, up to over four thousand accounts um, across multiple platforms. So that's been my primary focus, and so we've really been growing the firm recently. And basically, I've moved into a role of COO as Swan.
2: Okay. Well, thank you both very much. And Rob, well, next time you talk, if you'd speak up a little bit, please, so we could uh, maybe a little, little louder here. And and Randy as well here. So gentlemen, tell us about your defined risk strategy, what it is and how it works.
3: I think I'll start off by giving a kind of philosophical view or corporate philosophy on how what the strategy is designed to do. Swan, as a basic core principle, does not believe in timing the market or predicting stocks. Um, historically speaking, the investment community has always used asset allocation as the answer to market risk. So fundamentally, I started out with a premise that hey, asset allocation or modern portfolio theory works in most market conditions, but however, it does not work in very extreme dislocations in the market, something that we experienced in the 2007 to 2009 uh, market slide. So fundamentally, we attack the approach of market risk on the assumption that, that asset allocation or modern portfolio theory is not the entire solution. It's part of the solution, but we really focus on the on the, the risk side of the metrics. As I go back to my experience working with insurance companies, uh, that means risk managers, actuaries, stuff like that, that are really trying to manage their liability exposures on their balance sheet. So coming into the strategy, what we're trying to do is, is, is have a more direct approach to managing market risk. And what that means is we wanna buy an asset that um, offsets the downside of buying an equity ETF or security. So we think buying an asset that's inversely correlated to the underlying ETF or stock security is the best way to actually protect against market risk. That's kind of the, the philosophical view of how we started the strategy. Um, we can get into the design if you guys would like to talk about that a little more.
2: Yeah, yeah, we'd, we'd like to. So first tell us what it is that you own long.
3: Our traditional portfolio is typically has been based on the S and P 500. So, since 1997, when I launched the strategy, we've really always started out with the S and P 500 as the core um, investment piece of the strategy. We've now uh, obviously offered other products. Uh, we offer emerging markets fund that offers a similar type of strategy, but just different underlying assets. So, S and P 500 through either the cap weight index or the equal weight index using the select sector spiders. So. Really, about eighty-five to ninety percent of the investment portfolio is invested in the S and P five hundred.
2: I see. Okay, and that and is that that that's equally among what nine sectors?
3: That's correct. So we have a we, we we are very passive in nature in terms of picking a, a an, an indice or um, a stock in some examples. So yeah, we like the equal weight strategy because we think over time it provides a little value over the cap weight index. It really eliminates the situations where you have a certain. Um, sector like technology or maybe financials over the last fifteen or twenty years that um, really took off and ran for multiple years and then ultimately crashed, came down to earth.
2: Okay, and so you own these ETFs, and then uh, how do you protect them?
3: Well, we go out and, but we, in the most um, simplest terms, we buy insurance on the portfolio. Um, you know, we always talk about how everyone asks um, insures most aspects of their life. Their life, their health, their cars, their property, why not your portfolio? And so, like I said, the industry has always come back and said, hey, the way you really ensure your portfolio is by diversification. And we say, no, there's a more direct approach. So, you know, 20, 30 years ago, they started the options market. And the options market allows you to buy a listed options exchange. And that means it's something that's tradable over the exchanges and um, set up where various uh, people assume counterparty risk and such that's probably more than we want to get into today but at the end of the day you're able to buy a put option that allows you to actually protect and define your risk on whatever term you want whether that's one month three months a year two years now at swan we choose to use two-year put options to ensure the portfolio
2: and how long do you hold those typically
3: well, typically we hold them, you know, roughly about a year. You know, we've chosen at Swan to hedge our portfolio a much longer term basis, and we think that the the cost, the cost structure of the longer dated options are much cheaper over time. It's use the analogy of when you go rent a car. Um, When you go rent the car, they ask you, do you want to buy the insurance on the car? And, of course, almost everyone always says, no, I don't want the insurance. Why? Because it's extremely expensive when you buy short-term insurance to insure that car. So we use a similar analogy of using longer-dated options to insure our portfolio. Um, It also, the the second benefit of buying something that's longer-dated is it really prevents you being in a situation where the market is let's say, drought, um, falling dramatic, dramatically like in the fall of 2008 or March of 2009 um, and you're trying to buy insurance on your portfolio and it becomes too costly. So we have a much more stable, structured cost to buy longer-dated options and we think over time it really provides a much more cost-effective hedge. I mean, I think most people inherently would say, hey, I, I love the concept of insuring my portfolio and, and can you do it effectively? Can you do it cost-effectively if we're not giving up too much of your returns? Um, for that coverage
2: yeah well that, that sounds good in theory and everybody likes the protection but they typically don't want to pay for it so how, how do you uh, help offset the the costs of those puts
3: Well, we do that in the structure of the long-term options, but also the second component of the strategy, and I'm going to let Rob talk about this. The second, as we said earlier, this is a hedged equity plus option income. And so just like we buy long-dated options because we think they decay at a lower rate, we sell short-term options against those long positions um, to generate income. And I'm going to let Rob talk about maybe go through the mechanics of an option trades that he may run back in Durango.
4: Yeah, so one of the things I want to reiterate, uh Randy made the point with respect to the long-dated options and the short-term options. There are other people out there, other strategies that are using put options to hedge portfolios. But one of the major distinctions between Swan and those portfolios is that everybody thinks that the insurance on the portfolio is way too expensive. And one of the problems is that they're buying this short-term insurance. So, further in Randy's analogy of of using you know buying the short-term insurance when you rent a car, if you were going to be driving a car on a daily basis, you probably wouldn't go out and rent a car from Avis on a daily basis if you were going to be driving it every day during the year. So because we're always hedged, and we're always hedged with the right size to protect the portfolio, 100% of the notional value, we find that the long-dated options are the cheapest way to insure the portfolio. And if you look at our long-term returns, and the long-term returns in specific of our long-dated put options, you'll find that in most years, over a period of time a rolling average the put is actually not a cost but it's actually a profit center it wasn't until the last couple of years with the market running so long so so far so fast so high that that cost has actually turned into a real cost or the or the put has turned into a cost prior to 2012 especially after 2008 and nine we had actually made long-term Profits on our put. So, um, the idea that hedging your hedging your portfolio is too costly um, is simply not true in our in our view. But it, with that being said, in any given year, um, we have a separate income component that we basically will enter into a variety of non-directional trades. That, With the intent of increasing our upside capture ratio in up markets, helping to pay for the hedge and provide a little bit of extra return in flat markets, and reducing the deductible cost, similar to an insurance policy, in the down markets. And those trades are non-directional, market-neutral. We're buying and selling puts and calls in a variety of different spread strategies. market neutral, as I said, we don't take a position at all on any direction of the market. We have no idea which direction the market's going to go. Our goal is to try to enter into a variety of small trades through the year, anywhere from 12 to 24 trades during the year, to diversify across different markets given that we're doing it at different times during the year, different underlying indices, so that we could generate very small amounts in each one of those trades with very low risk with the idea of when added together to um, help to pay for that hedge um, or, as I said, increase the upside capture ratio or pay for the deductible or reduce the deductible in a down market.
2: So if I were to briefly summarize this, uh, this strategy, I'd say that you guys buy... Indices, ETFs, okay, and then you buy long-term puts on those, keep them for about a year, and then offset the cost of those puts through income generation option spread positions that helps to do that. And the end result is that you have long positions and in market indices which are protected against significant losses through puts and that are designed to capture a significant portion of the upside.
3: That's correct. I mean, historically speaking, we've been able to generate about uh, two-thirds of the upside in the market, and we actually have a negative downside market capture ratio. That means on average... We've been able to make money in the down years. Now, of course, we can't guarantee that's going to happen every year, and I don't I don't think it quite frankly would. But the strategy is designed to have the right amount of upside with a very low risk basis to protect in the downside. So we effectively play in defense pretty much all the time, knowing that no one can predict the market. But one aspect I would like to add into the feature is, is that when we do experience bear markets, which theoretically they're supposed to happen every three and a half years and average about thirty-five percent, we have a component of the strategy to rehedge the portfolio during market weakness and actually use the proceeds from the insurance policy or the put options to actually finance to buy additional shares in the S&P. And so that's been a big component of why, as Rob explained, that our net long-term cost has been so minimal in terms of the our 17 and a half plus year track record we've been able to take advantage of market weakness um, like in 2000 2001 2002 eight and nine those were some of the down years in the market uh, or had significant downdrafts it during those
2: years well you're to be congratulated for that because uh, next to no uh Uh, investment managers uh, can say that they actually made a profit during those down years. You know, let's hold that right there. We need to take a short break. We'll be right back. We're talking with Swan Global Investments of Durango, Colorado. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net. We'll be right back. So welcome back to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.com.net. We're talking with uh, Swan Global Investments, Rob Swan and Randy Swan, about their defined risk strategy, very interesting and innovative strategy that they use for managing money. So, gentlemen, tell us... uh, what, what forms are uh, these available to investors? Separately managed accounts? Is there a mutual fund that follows this that you manage, et cetera?
3: Well, we started the strategy out in a separately managed account program. We launched a mutual fund um, in, I think, July, August of, of 2012. So really, there's many opportunities to access our strategy, but the easiest one is always through the mutual fund. We offer it in three class shares, and we offer it in most of the traditional custodian platforms like Schwab, Fidelity, TD. I think we have over 35 or 40 different uh, platforms to be able to buy our fund through, as well as our emerging markets fund. So. Yeah, the the mutual fund has been t- done very well. We're up to over a billion dollars in the last two and a half years. Um, so we really like the opportunity right now to be able to prove again that our strategy is going to, should be able to protect, assuming a market bear market comes along.
2: Okay, that's uh, that, that's good to hear. What uh, what's the ticker of the mutual fund here, Randy?
3: S D R I X Swan Defined Risk I X. That's the institutional share class. There's also an AX and a CX. But I think for your investors, that are individual investors, listen, the IX is the appropriate share.
2: Okay. So, so tell us here, uh, how have things gone for you? And you started the this in 1997, correct?
3: That's correct, July of 97.
2: Okay. And uh, generally speaking, how have things gone?
3: Generally speaking, as it refers to our, our performance of our um, SMA program. Um, I think we've generated in excess of 9% per year over that time period. With um, That's after fees and expenses, of course. And that's about 40-plus uh, percent more than the S&P 500. The the best thing is we've done it with much less risk as defined by the standard deviation, as well as our worst loss year ever in our SMA program has been about 5.5%. So it's a very, like I said earlier, it's much more of a defensive strategy. But ultimately our premise um, was that our strategy um, can be used as a traditional 60-40 portfolio, meaning the, the, the metrics of protecting on the downside are actually extremely effective in terms of comparing it to other types of portfolios.
2: Okay. And tell us, in regards to your, uh, to your strategy, what keeps you awake at night? How, how is your strategy vulnerable?
3: Well, I guess I didn't tell you this at the beginning. I feel blessed, but our SWAN stands for sleep well at night. <laughs> but no okay. just kidding aside uh you know the, the the we we are not concerned at swan about big sell-offs or bear markets we actually like those it's part of the natural process of cleaning things out i use the analogy of a kind of a forest fire of of, of cleaning out a forest with extra debris I, I think the hardest time for swan to compete i, I would go through two scenarios um, obviously going through big bull markets we, we would lag in bull markets traditionally so that's um, frustrating for us. We would like a bull market to come by every three or four years. That being said, it's, it doesn't mean that we're not making money. It just means that our upside is, is less. So we are a full market cycle strategy, so we expect to outperform the market over an entire cycle. That means a bull and a bear market cycle. The other market condition that actually makes it more difficult for Swan, something like maybe in the fall of 2011, when you have extreme volatility in a very short periods of time, like that occurred after the U.S. debt was downgraded, that entire maybe August through November timeframe of 2011 is very difficult for our option income trades. Um, It puts us in a position where we're actually having to get out and and close out a lot of our trades prematurely. So I think those are the two scenarios. Um, I think at the end of the day, if if you're an investor like me who cares about the long-term and and running and designing a strategy that we think will have very good risk-return characteristics over an entire investment cycle, you just have to realize that uh, not every investment manager is always going to outperform, but what you care about as an investor is what works best or what is the highest probability of success over the long haul. And that's what we think we have in our SWAN defined risk strategy.
2: Well, you know, in today's environment when we've had a five-year bull run and any news program talks uh, incessantly about uh, the fact that uh, the current one could end at any particular time, and there are always prognosticators uh, saying so, I would think that people would be very, very interested in your strategy. strategy at this particular time?
4: Rob, why don't you go ahead and answer that one? Right. So um, I I think there's no bad time to get into our strategy. Um, We always say, when's the best time to protect? Well, it's before you lose all your money. So while we're at these highs, there's definitely a lot of fear. People are afraid of, even after something like the fiscal cliff resolution, I know individuals who tried to stay out of the market said it's extremely overbought, and they missed out on 2013. You know one of the largest up years that we've ever had with thirty two percent upside in the market, so that's one of the things that's beneficial about us is we don't try to time we always think the market's going to sell off so we're always going to protect with that being said we're never going to miss out on a rally because our our strategy is fully invested all the time so you know 85 90 percent of the entire portfolio is invested long the market and that's a buy and hold type of strategy so as long as the market is willing to be irrational and continue to go up the higher and higher levels we're going to lock in on an annual basis by rehedging at those higher levels so using an analogy of your house if your house is worth a hundred thousand dollars we're going to insure it for $100,000 with 7% deductible or so, and then the market goes up, and your house is worth 150000 at the end of the year. We lock in those gains by rehedging at the higher level, which... With the deductible um, included, you basically have ratcheted up and locked in those gains. And we've done that without selling your equity, without realizing any kind of tax event on the sale of equity trying to protect those higher levels in the market. So it's a very efficient strategy um, with the benefit of locking in higher and higher levels. And as Randy said, if the market ever sells off, which it, we know it will, we know your house is going to burn down multiple times during your time you're holding a portfolio, we're going to have an opportunity by selling. Are put with and having a lot of excess cash to be able to buy more equity at that lower level in the market.
2: Well, and it sounds like you've, uh, you've done that proficiently here. So tell us, gentlemen, uh, what book on investing would you recommend to our listeners?
3: Uh, my favorite book, and this isn't as it relates to our strategy per se, but I like uh, The Big Short by Michael Lewis, I think. Um, that went through the whole... Um, debacle in the, in the mortgage debt situation you know, six, seven, eight years ago, and I think that really showed um, how fragile the market really is, and I think that just teaches us all that even the smartest guys in the room sometimes get it wrong, and so um, I, I, I kind of, in what we're talking about is a my, my hygienist one time told me a story, one of their patients asked me and said, you know, which teeth should I floss, and he said, only the teeth you want to protect, And that's what we talk about at Swan is you should protect the assets that you want to protect at the end of the day. And so that really uh, is a much more humble experience to say, you know, we would all admit that we really don't know what's going to happen and we don't know how long it's going to take to have some of this stuff play out. But we know that they're not going to be able to repeal repeal uh, bear markets in the end.
2: Yeah, no question about that. So uh, give us your contact information for people who want more information here, gentlemen.
3: I think the best way to go is go to our website, swanglobalinvestments.com. Um, there's discussions and, and, and different uh, literature that we put on there. We've got a quarterly newsletter. Um, we have a lot of information about our funds on there, um, as well as our different products and strategies. And so one of the things that SWAN's trying to do really going forward is we're trying to DRS several different assets out there. So we're not stopping at just the S&P 500. We expect to have products in emerging markets that we already have foreign develop, small-cap, um, you know, real estate. So we fundamentally believe that you should protect uh, m- many different assets out there, and that's really what our mission at SWAN is to do right at this point.
2: Well, and if anyone has any uh, questions uh, for, uh, from uh, uh, to us about uh, SWAN Global Investments, you can send us an email at info at strategicinvestorradio.com, and we're happy to put you in touch with them or at least provide some answers. And I meant to mention here, uh, Randy, I have read The Big Short and completely agree with you, uh, not only uh, there are a lot of lessons in there, but it's a very interesting and good read. And uh, so thank you for recommending that to our listeners. So thank you to Randy and Rob Swan of Swan Global Investments out of Durango, Colorado. And you're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net. And we wish everyone happy and productive investing
0: Wright is an investment advisor representative with Partner Vest Advisory Services LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of Partner Vest Advisory Services LLC or Charlie Wright. Partner Vest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security.